Welcome. We hope you enjoy this recording from Christ City Church, based in Dublin, Ireland. For more podcasts and information on the church, please visit ChristCityChurch.ie. Thank you for listening. Hi, guys. Uh, so I'm Jordan. Uh, I'm just going to share just about my personal story, about my life, and uh, where God's kind of brought me and where I've kind of came from. Um, so I grew up in a Christian family. Um, I went to church every Sunday. Uh, I never really enjoyed church. I went to uh, like an old school Presbyterian church up north, which I'm sure some northies in here and understand <laughs> how boring it is. Uh, <laughs> so I just never enjoyed it. Um, as a kid, you would have found me like in the pews playing with some like little cars, little figurines, or whatever I could get my hands on, really, other than listen to what that man was saying. Um, so I would just be completely bored and not interact with the service at all. Um, you know. Growing up then, I became a teenager, and uh, I sort of resented the church at this point. You know, I went to a church where I was the only person of, of my age group. Um, a, a lot of you won't believe this, but looking at me now, um, I was bullied quite heavily um, throughout school uh, and church. Um, I was very, very tiny. I was a premature child and was very, very skinny and frail. Um, <laughs> so people just took this as a, you know, ginger kid and small PSD guy. Let's get him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, there was no one in my, in my church around my age. I, I didn't have any friends um, in, in church, um, which didn't help. Uh, and as I sort of got, grew up, this, this bullying sort of extended and got more in-depth and um, got more extreme. Uh, the, the worst thing about being in that situation was that the leaders of the church didn't believe me. Um, I was like this kid who was like always crying wolf, I suppose. I mean, like, oh, he's did this, he's did that. And, you know, I went on a few weekends away and stuff with the, with the church um, and some of the things got really extreme um, to points out, but you can ask me about it later um, so yeah it was kind of, it was kind of a difficult time I got very very bitter um, about church and about the people that went there and I had no time for anyone who was a Christian or as I saw as a Christian I got very angry and very withdrawn into myself I couldn't believe that these leaders wouldn't believe what I was saying and I had no one to turn to I was completely isolated and felt so lonely in this place. And as I then grew up, uh, I got bullied in school. Um, you know, this tiny little kid kind of grows up and becomes this fat ginger kid, <laughs> um, which makes things worse. You've, you've now got two things people can pick on. And uh, that made me, you know, as a teenager, become very angry and aggressive person. Um, I started getting a lot of trouble. Um, I used to tell my parents that I was staying at my friends' houses, but instead I'd be out finding the most dodgy place to have, have a drink in. Um, luckily enough, I was big enough at that point to look like I was of age to be able to get alcohol and I was able to get my hands on a lot of stuff and got myself in a lot of trouble. Um, so yeah, I used to lie to my parents about where I was at and um, yeah, some really questionable decisions were made and inevitably I got in a lot of trouble. I was fighting with both friends and people on these nights um, that I was just, you know, I get so intoxicated and the alcohol mixed with my anger and aggression would just escalate things and I'd be like breaking my friends' noses and doing whatever um, I thought was right um, just to exude this energy. Um, that kind of got worse. Uh, and it kind of heightened to a point where on a night I was walking home and I seen one of those bullies from my old church. I hadn't seen him in years and all these old emotions sort of surfaced and I went, <laughs> he's having it. Uh, I followed him and I jumped him. This is not something I'm proud of. Uh, and I put him in a hospital. And I got in a lot of trouble, and I got myself in this really, really dark place 
where I couldn't find a way out other than aggression. And I struggled for so long with this aggression inside me that I was just like, I want to hurt somebody. And whoever stands in my way is going to get hurt. Um, so yeah, it seems things got very dark after that. Um, I found that I didn't have this way out. I was getting so tangled up in my emotions and everything that was sort of happening. And at the time, I was like, I'm going to jump this guy, and it's going to be great. I'm going to get all this like past out of me, and it's going to be amazing. But it didn't. I hit this guy, and I hit him, and I hit him, and I hit him, and it just made my anger bigger, and like my aggression and my bitterness towards him worse. And I just became this horrible being of myself, where I was just like, this is who I am. I couldn't get rid of this identity. And I got so lost. And so we, we were out in a night out, me and my friends again. Um, we went and we, we broke into a local football club. It's sort of like a fenced up area. And we, we sort of jumped into this place and there was another gang of, of youths there. They didn't want us there, we didn't want them there. They said something to me and before I even had time to react, my mate Daniel had, had hit this guy and chaos just ensued. Um, turns out one of the guys had a knife and he sliced my mate Daniel along his side. And, um, Sorry. Yeah, he sliced him along the side and he started bleeding and he's obviously understanding it at this point. He's like, I've stabbed this guy. And he legs it, him and his mates run off. Um, we had sort of broken into the building a little bit. Not too much, like we broke into the door and then we said it was a bad idea for once. Um, so these guys had ran off. Daniel was laying there bleeding. Everything was going crazy. And I'm like, what do we do? We can't call, you know, bear in mind, like at this point, we're broken into this place. We're standing in this like locked arena where we're like fenced in, he's bleeding. We can't call the cops, we can't call the ambulance. We're in, we've, like, we've trespassed. We, couldn't, we didn't know what to do, so we decided, right, let's, let's just leave. We'll get him to his mom, who's a nurse, and she can patch him up and everything will be okay, it's fine. Her wrath's better than the authorities. So we decided to try and get out of this place and the cops arrive, we've obviously triggered an alarm. So the cops are there and we all, the, everyone panics. Everyone starts scattering all over the place and I, we actually eventually, for somehow, I don't know how, we got out. Of this, of this fenced area, and we got away. The police didn't catch us, and we were about 10 minutes from his house, and he, like he's bleeding, and I'm sort of like carrying him along. He's kind of heavily bleeding at this point, and his T-shirt's completely red, and I'm just losing my mind. I just want to get him to his house and get him fixed, and uh, he turned around to me, stopped, and went, Jordan, what are you doing here? You could be doing so much better for yourself. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, it's completely stopped in my tracks. Like, where's this come from? Is it like blood loss? Is it alcohol? What is it? And I'm completely confused, didn't know what was going on. So I'm like, right, let me just get him home. Uh, I took him to his mom. Obviously, she's gone nuts. Um, she actually, she, she was able to have him stitched up and she called the ambulance. I legged it uh, at that point. I wasn't having any of it. Um, and I'm like running away. Um, I, went, I went home, nothing came off it. Um, as in, like, n n nobody got arrested or anything like that. Uh, there was actually no trouble that time, believe it or not. Um, I spoke to him three days later, and I was like, Daniel, what did you mean by you said that night? And he completely denied it. He's like, I didn't say that. And like this thing, this like, thing that he had said was like dug into my brain, and I'm sort of there going, where would you say that? What, where's this come from? And I couldn't put a finger on it. And at this time, my sisters had sort of been kind of catching on that I've been getting myself in a lot of trouble from friends and friends and so on. Like it's a very small circle up north, and people kind of grasp what people are up to very quickly. Um, I'm sort of there going, yeah, want to go to church, but I, I don't want to go to church because I know what happened last time. So she's asking me, to, the two sisters are asking me to come along, and my mate Ross had been asking me to go along to his youth club and his church, and I wasn't having any of it either. 
But this thing in my head was just like, go, go to church. You need to go to church. Like, Daniel's completely denied this. And I had to, like, get answers for what was going on in my head. And I didn't feel any way of, like, finding answers. So I decided I was going along to this church. Um, so we went along. And um, I went along, and it was, like, an annual youth night. So they had, like, all the lights going. And the youth pastor was there, like, preaching. There were songs, and there was prayers. And uh, it was actually great. Um, obviously, you know, I didn't engage with the back, full, arms folded, stubborn teenager, um, sat there with my head down. Um, and my sister had told my, my mate Ross that had been trying to get me along, come along to his church, um, that I was going to their church. He came along and kind of found me at the back and, and sat down with me and prayed. Um, he sort of asked me first, you know, a few questions about the night of the weekend before where we met Daniel. And I hadn't spoken to anybody about this at this point, And it kind of all built up and I, I broke down in tears and you know, he prayed with me and I felt those burdens lifted. I was like, I finally told somebody and this is amazing. Um, I felt like somebody cared. Like the first time I felt like somebody outside of my mom and dad cared about me and my emotions and where I was at and that I had a friend. Um, so after he prayed, I was able to like focus my mind and I, I sort of sat up and listened to the talk and everything the pastor said sort of touched a nerve and sort of rang true with me. I couldn't help but feel connected to God. It was as if I knew who he was. Everything I'd heard growing up actually made a bit of sense. I understood who God was and almost all of it, you know, kind of came to this conclusion that he actually cared about me, like my life and what I was doing. And he's willing to forget all my sins and clean my slate and let me start anew. You know, it was a big moment for me and I was overwhelmed with emotions and felt really strongly about how I was feeling. So that night I turned myself over to the Lord and, and I haven't looked back. I'm not saying that, you know, it wasn't easy and, you know, I've had so many ups and downs on my path and um, it's been so amazing. Like Jesus has allowed me to be free of my sin and not worry about my past. Like before I would have questioned and allowed my mind to drift onto things that happened in my past, like what I had done, who had I hit it, who had I beat up, I put this guy in hospital, like what's going to happen to me? I'm going to end up going to jail and... I found myself getting wrapped up in this emotion and this anger and this fear and this shame and I couldn't release it. I couldn't get away from it. I felt like I was running and like everything I ran at was escalating things. Um, sorry. <clears throat> I became a very positive person after that. You know, I, before I was very negative. I found myself being free of my destructive thoughts and allowed me to think aloud and free my anxiety and anger. It allowed me to focus on what I wanted, where I wanted to be, who I wanted to hang out with, what I wanted to stand for. You know, the gospel never made sense to me growing up. After I became a Christian, each of the stories changed for me. I could read or listen to a story and it take its meaning a completely different way, how it meant for my life, and more importantly, it gave me some sort of instructions on what I should do. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated, and I realized that very quickly, that the gospel is instructions how we should act as Christians. You know, how we should conduct ourselves. For example, you know, I became a Christian and the bullying changed. I wasn't the fat ginger kid anymore. I was the Christian in my school. I went to a very public school. Up north, it's very religious. I went to a very rough public school where people didn't care about religion. People were very aggressive towards me when I became a Christian. And I got to a point where I was just like, these guys are going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. And I decided... At that point, I know I've turned my life over to God. I'm, I'm going to turn to the Bible. 
I'm going to go and see what the instructions are. And I'm not saying that, like, oh, I did this because I'm the big guy and I'm, like, big and tough and strong. But, like, God allowed me to calm my emotions, calm me, and just give me an identity and purpose where I could take hold of my emotion and go, no, what does he say? What does he want me to do with my life? And a big passage for me in that time was, was Matthew ch- chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. And it, it reads, I'll share it with you now, it says, uh, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say things of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And that spoke mountains to me. I was like, it's okay. People have been through this too. I'm not alone. I, some people have done this. They've been persecuted in ways I could never have known. These guys are pointing at me, calling me the Christian, the Bible basher. These guys were killed, executed, whipped because they were Christians. I have absolutely nothing to be crying about. And, you know, it, took, it was real strength for me. So the changes since I decided to follow Christ have been huge. You know, I wasn't an angry, aggressive person anymore. If people felt like they could approach me and talk to me. I found a sense of belonging that I've always needed. That insecurity had to be filled, and I was able to really focus my mind and, and, and lean on God. Um, I became a positive person who wanted the best for myself and those around me, and I strived to do that. I was motivated to give back and was heavily involved in the church and you know, Christian charities in, in Lisburn um, as well, which inevitably brought me here. Um, to work with a charity um, close by in the inner city. In terms of moving to Dublin, it hasn't all been easy either. Um, a lot of you know my first job opportunity um, here wasn't great. Uh, I had a lot of challenges there and caused me a lot of stress, but this church has helped me to become a stronger and more confident individual. You know, I feel as though I've been challenged in a way that's positive and both on a Sunday and by people around me, you know, a lot of you mightn't even realize when I'm asking, like talking to you and asking you things, you are like responding to me. And I might be taking like what you're saying completely in. And that may have helped me at one point. Um, the city group has allowed me to, you know, have discussions with people about things that I didn't even consider or thought about. You know, people are saying things, I'm like, what? <laughs> Who's looking at it that way? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, and then I'm like, whoa, mind blown. Um, it's allowed me to gain a greater understanding of the Bible, people in our church as well who people are and how intimate people can get just by opening up and being honest. You know, I've only been here under a year. I feel like I've been through a lot personally. And I've heavily relied on the church to keep my sanity at times, you know, in the past job and, and so on. You know, in previous employment and moving different housing arrangements um, that I've been through. Um, this has been the one place where I felt positive and love constantly. Over the past few months, you know, this turn has allowed me to grow as an individual. And, you know, I've been humbled by the Lord and been allowed to make bolder steps in my life. I must admit, the biggest challenge I've had since becoming to the church is how it's humbled me, how people have received me and brought me in and just humbled me. I felt that it was so easy and I've never found so much ease moving somewhere in my life. I have moved a lot in the past few years and I've never walked in somewhere and felt so welcomed and so at home in my life, so... I just wanted to say, for everyone in the past year, just cheers. Like, thank you so much for how easy it's been for me. And just thanks for listening.